Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Lord, we continue to invite you in this place. Recognizing your presence is, is here. Lord, we pray that you would continue to speak to us. Lord, that you would change us. That you would make us new again. Lord, it's in your presence. There's fullness of joy. So whatever we may have come in carrying today, Lord, I pray that we would walk out with a spirit of joy, a spirit of gladness, a spirit of hope. God, that we've got Jesus. And because we've got Jesus, we can face anything. That we don't have to do it on our own. We don't have to be enough. Because with you, we are enough. With your Holy Spirit in our lives, we are enough. Never have we been forsaken. Never have you left us. Even when it seemed like we were in our deepest, darkest moments, God, you were right there. You were right there. And God, as I just pray that you would show yourself, reveal yourself to people today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on. Let's give it up for Jesus one more time in this place. Yes. Come on, it's so good to see you this morning. Why don't you high five about three people next to you and let them know, come on, he's enough. I'm not enough, but he's enough. Yes. So good. So good. Everybody say, so good. So good to be here. Man, I hope you're doing okay this morning. Uh, I love what God is doing. It's summertime. We're bringing out rows to make more room for people. And so, come on, that's something to celebrate. That's so good. I just want to say thanks for being here. I'm Pastor Welby, the lead pastor, and get the awesome honor and privilege to get to serve you each and every week with my wife. And man, I just, I love what God is doing. Uh, this is our summer location. Uh, in just a few short weeks, we'll be moving back to Spillane Middle School, which is just, just a couple miles away, They're right around the corner. So um, if you like it here, you're going to really like it over there. Uh, and so not a whole lot will change. The people will remain the same. We'll keep on adding new faces, but the God's presence will still be there, and we'll continue to lift up the name of Jesus. It's going to be good. So I want to invite you to continue to be with us as we move back to Spillane at the beginning of September. Everybody say September. There you go. So if you show up there next week, you're going to be there by yourself and some tractors. But, but yeah, you, you can still have Jesus there, but it'd be a whole lot more fun if you're here with us, all right? And so, uh, so that, we'll be here for the next couple of weeks. And, and so, man, I've got a, um, a, you know, sometimes God does some great things, some crazy things in your life. And uh, this week's been kind of one of those crazy weeks. And uh, I, I changed my message on Friday. Normally, you need to know my flow. My flow is I normally know kind of briefly what I'm kind of talk about 
over a month's time span or maybe even over a couple months time span and uh, the week of I kind of like dial it down I kind of trim it up I try to make sure you know it's it's what God wants and uh, man Friday I uh, felt like God just was changing my whole message and so uh, I, I believe that today that that you may have been here you may feel like you're here by accident you may feel like it's just another Sunday but I'm telling you for somebody today God is here to speak to you and God is here to challenge you and God is here to be here here because you're here. And so I just want you to come expecting today and ready for what God has for you. And so, hey, I want to, uh, one of our, one of the things of our culture here is we love to honor people. Is it okay if I honor somebody really quick? Man, I, man, how, how are you thankful for some praying grandparents? Anybody have some praying grandparents? Man, I don't know about you, but I had some praying grandparents, and uh, man, I got I had a I had a praying Nana, and, and Nana, man, she she'll pray like the house down, like you need you need somebody to pray, man. You just like you call up Nana, you be like, hey Nana, like going through something, I need you like to pray, like Nana and Jesus are like this. It's like you know you call nine one one like real fast, and like they answer. Uh, she's like nine one one to Jesus. It's just like boom, she's right there. It's great. Uh, there was times in my life where uh, she would call us. Over Early in the morning, she'd be like, hey, I just want you to know that God spoke to me, and this is what's going on, and you need to watch out and be careful. So some of y'all need to watch out, because your praying grandma will call you out, and he'd be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyways, my nan and my papa are here today, and uh, so thankful for them. All the way, let's go. Come on, even got the horn going today for them. And so we, uh, they're all the way from Dallas and uh, so I'm so thankful that they were able to be here today. They drove all the way down from Dallas just to see me, and uh, I'm so thankful for that. I'm just kidding. They were here visiting family, but we'll pretend it was for me. And so I'm the, I'm the oldest grandkid on our side, uh, which means I'm the best grandkid, and my, my other siblings are not here to defend themselves, uh, so I'm the best one. And so you just agree with me now, and uh, we'll worry about the details later, so... But I love you, Nana and Papa. So glad that you're here today. Super honored. So uh, you, you have to know that uh, that we're, we're a church that likes to enjoy church, not endure church. And so I want you to be free today. And uh, I know my Papa will be, so I just want you to fit right in with him. And uh, if you like something that's said, you can go ahead and give me like a mm-hmm. All right? You can be like, come on, preach it. Let's get it. Let's go. Come on, say it again. Like, high five, whatever it takes. But I just want you to know we want to make this because kind of like a participatory sport. All right? It's like, it's like, come on, let's go. I just don't want you to sit there. I want you to enjoy today, but I want you to get something out of it as well. So, Saying all of that, we are in our, our series called Born to Worship. Come on, say it with me, Born to Worship. Last week, we started this series out. We talked about how, how God has given us a weapon against the enemy, and it's called worship. It's, it's through our, our worship. And we really answered the questions, uh, the question, why we raised our hands. And maybe you're, you're here today, and you saw people raising their hands, and, and, and you, you've seen that before or have heard of that before. Maybe you're not a hand raiser. Maybe you're like, that's cool. I like the music. I'll jam, but my hand's going to stay kind of by my side. Hey, that's cool, whatever your flow is. Is we're not going to, 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 to judge you because of your flow. But we, we answered the, or asked the question, why do we raise our hands? And we really came up with this answer at the end was that the moment you surrender to God, it's also the same moment you find victory in Him. Amen. The moment you surrender to Him, 
is the moment you find victory as well. And so uh, if you missed that, I want you to encourage you, hey, go to our podcast and you can check that out. And uh, my Hope Rising or Hope Rising Church there, and you can check it out on our podcast. Uh, I'm sure it will bless you. But today, today I want to talk to you or continue to talk to you about worship, but how to respond when you're doing all the right things, but things aren't going your way. Have you ever been there? Like, I want to talk to you today because I think we've all been there, or maybe you are there, where you're doing all the right things, but things just aren't going your way. So how do I respond? What do I do? And so uh, if you open your Bibles today, you can open your Bibles to, to page 842. That's what it was in my Bible. Um, but Acts chapter 16. Uh, if you've got a Bible, or if it's on your phone or, your, or tablet, whatever that may be, I encourage you to get there. We'll be there in just a second. Uh, if you don't have any of those things, don't worry. It'll be on the screen behind me. But we want to talk about Paul a little bit today. And Paul was on his second missionary journey here in this passage of Scripture, and he brings this new apprentice with him named Silas. And, and here they're revisiting the cities that they had previously been to, that they had shared the gospel with, and they're making sure just things are kind of in order, that things hadn't gone too crazy, and that people uh, are still loving and serving one another. And so uh, they had been there, and, and it was time for them to move on. It was time for them to go to a different city and to share the gospel with other people that had not yet heard about this man named Jesus. And so they were getting ready to go to this town and the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, hey, I don't want you to go. Don't go there. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll go back to the drawing board. They looked at the map and they're like, hey, let's, let, let's go here. And the Holy Spirit told them again and said, do not go to this city. Have you ever like made your plans and, and, and you felt like God was telling you no? Or God was like, hold on, hold up, wait a minute. Don't stop. Like, like you, you don't know where, where God, you're like, God, I, I feel you. I, you're doing something, but I'm not sure. And so in Acts chapter 16, verse 9, after the Holy Spirit twice had said, hold up, he, that night Paul had a vision. He saw a man from Macedonia in northern Greece pleading with him, come over here and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, for we could only conclude that God was calling us to preach the good news there. I mean, think that's awesome when God gives you a vision like that. Like, God, I don't know what to do. I need some clarity. I need some vision. And God shows up in a dream. Anybody, anybody, you remember your dreams. You're a good dreamer. Like, you wake up and you're like, I, I had 14 dreams last night. Let me talk to you about them. That's my wife. My wife, she, a lot of times will wake up, she's like, man, I had some crazy dreams last night. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, let me talk to you about it. And I'm like, oh, goodness. You know, I got to be here for a little bit. And so um, me, I don't remember my dreams. I don't, I, I just sleep through them, okay? I'm sure I dream, but most of the time I'm, I'm, I'm snoring through them, all right? But, but they got some clarity. They got, they got some understanding of what God was wanting to do in their lives and in their ministry at that, at that moment. And one of our prayers through this 21 days of prayer that we, we want for you in your life is that, that there's probably some things in your life that you need some clarity on. Maybe there's some things that you're making some decisions on. Maybe there's some things that, that just aren't quite lining up. And you just, quite frankly, you need God to, to speak to you. You need God to show up. 
And we're, we're praying for that for you. We're praying that you would get that clarity from God, whether it's through a vision, whether it's through, through somebody that, that, that you're, you're talking with and, and they, they begin to speak and say, hey, I feel like, you know, you're, you know, this is what God's speaking or doing or however that conversation or however that revelation is given, we just pray for you in, in this season, 21 days of prayer, that, hey, you would get that, that you would get that clarity, you would get that understanding. So they get to Macedonia. People are getting saved everywhere. They're getting baptized everywhere. I mean, it's, it's great, all right? How many, think, how many love it when people give their life to Jesus is a good thing? I think that's a good thing. That's a great thing. Uh, over the past uh, year and a half since we've started this church, we've had 146 people say yes to Jesus. I think that is something to celebrate today as we continue this series, Born to Worship. So, so they're giving people Jesus. People's lives are being changed. And in verse 16, the story picks up. It says, one day as we were going down to the place of prayer, where were they going? They're going to pray. We met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. The Bible, it, goes, it talks about this, this, this slave girl and talks about how, how she had this spirit and, and how this spirit was actually, that, that possessed her was a, uh, acted more like a ventriloquist. And, and in, the, in some of the Greek there, it would be referred to as a python. And, and, and I just wonder if it was referred to as a python. Normally we, we, we know a python as a snake, but we know that they're very deadly and they're very dangerous and they're very strong. And I, I just wonder if that, that the stronghold on this, this girl was, was strong. It, it was a, a death grip, you could say. And, and as this demon would speak through her, she would move her lips like a ventriloquist doll would. And she would follow Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Well, that's true. That's what they were coming for. But this went on for days, day after day, until Paul got so, I love what the word says here, exasperated. He was fed up. Have you ever been fed up? Have you ever been tired? Like somebody's just getting on your last nerve. You're like, if you tap that pencil one more time, if you click that pen one more time, he was so exasperated. If you smack your gum, one more, come on, come on, come on. Jesus is working on me. Just love me. Got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. It's a good thing. Verse 19 says, her master's hopes of wealth were, not, were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas, dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. They said, the whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews. They're teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. The Greek there for that word stripped is, they ain't got no clothes, all right? So they're naked. Or if you're in the South, maybe naked. They're teaching these customs and they're severely beaten and they're thrown into prison. They would, they would, take, they would take people and, 
and they would put them in the town center and they would strip them of their clothes and they would ridicule them and, and they would do this to embarrass them and they would beat them till they couldn't be beaten anymore. And the jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner, dunge, inner dunge, dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. So here's Paul and Silas doing what is right, but things aren't working out as planned. Have you ever felt like that's been you? Doing right, but you can't catch a break. You're paying your bills, you're loving your spouse, you're taking care of your kids, but then the car breaks down. You need some new tires on the car. The AC goes out in the house. Somebody gets sick. You lose your job. You're doing right, but you can't catch a break. And sometimes serving God can feel like that. Doing right, but you still have some struggles. Going to church. You're here today. Good job. You read your Bible. You're praying. You're in a group. You serve on the dream team. You're, you're giving generously. Like you're doing all the things that you know to do, and you're doing them well, and you're doing them right. But you still have some struggles. You still struggle with your porn addiction. You still struggle with the question, is God really faithful like his word says? You're doing right, but you still doubt the calling God has on your life. You still doubt, am I supposed to, was I supposed to marry this person? We're doing right. We're doing life. We're serving God. We're loving Jesus. But how many know it's one thing to love Jesus, but we still have to live this life, and we got questions that go on in this world. This is what I know. I know this, that your struggle gives God a chance to prove himself again. I know this, that your struggle gives God a chance to prove himself again. Thank you for two people in the back. Let's go. I'll preach, I'll preach to the two people in the back. I ain't even scared. But so your struggle, I'm telling you, gives God a chance to say, I got you. It's going to be all right. It gives you a chance to experience the power of Jesus again. Listen, if you never had a struggle or if you never had doubts or fears or concerns, you would never have need of a Savior. You would never have need of a man named Jesus. And so as we struggle in this life, it gives God a chance to say, I got you, fam. It's those moments you've experienced the Lord in the past that serve as a reminder that if God did it before, he can do it again. Some of the things that you've experienced in your lifetime as a teenager or a kid, they were great then, but they should serve as a reminder now that if he did it before, he can do it again. It may not look like it did back then, but he can still do it again. They're faith builders. Doing good, but not quitting. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap a harvest if we don't quit. If we don't stop. 
Sometimes I feel like the harvest is just right outside of our grasp or our reach, but it's right there. It's right for the taking. It's, it's right there for us to, 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 to have, but, but we quit too soon. We get tired. We get weary and well-doing. We get weary doing good. Weary doing what we're supposed to be doing. So I want to remind you or tell you, don't stop praising. Because we're born to worship. Don't stop praising. Through the struggles, through the doubts, through the pain, through the uncertainty, don't stop praising. The the story goes on to talk about in Acts 16, verse 25, says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. What were they doing? They were praying and singing hymns to God. What were they doing at midnight? Praying. Praying. They're in the most secure place in the prison. They have been beaten. They have been ridiculed. They have been made fun of. They have been placed where there was no way out. The Bible says that they put them, even their feet, in stocks. They were actually so afraid of them escaping. It just wasn't their hands. It was their feet. There was nowhere for them to go. They were stuck. They were, they were stuck in place. And they still keep God at the forefront. They still keep God number one. So let me ask you this question today. Are you going to allow the enemy to control you by what surrounds you? Are you going to let him control you by your emotions or, or how you feel? Because I'm pretty sure in that moment of their life, they didn't really feel like worshiping God. Like a lot of us, if, if things got tough, got, got tough like that in the moment, we'd be like, dude, serving Jesus was great for a moment, but I'm not doing that anymore because this is too painful. I don't want to go through the hurt any longer, so I'm going to go ahead and chunk deuce now. Because it would just be easier if I just go ahead and do my own thing instead of bringing Jesus along the journey with me. But they didn't do that. They kept, they kept Jesus or kept the Lord right there at the forefront. There's times where we don't really feel like worshiping God. Have you ever been there before? Maybe you're here today. You're like, you're here, but you're not here. Can I challenge you just to lean in for the next couple of minutes? To lean in and, and, and get past the emotions and get past the feeling. There are times where you may not feel like being married. But you liked it and you put a ring on it. So baby, stick with it, all right? I'd move my hips, but I can't move like Beyonce, so. Don't want y'all to, here we go, don't want y'all to lust at all my hip motions up here, so. <laughs> don't stop, get it, get it. Uh, anyways. <clears throat> I feel you, I feel you. What, if, what about the dreams and the passions and the desires God's given you? And what about those? In fact, for Paul and Silas, they were led to this place. You mean, God, you led me here and you're going to allow me to go through this? If I would have known this, I would have never gone here. (laughs) If I would have known I was going to go through this, God, I would have done a different trip. I would have gone somewhere else. 
What about the things that God's spoken to you? You're just going to let those things die? Or are you going to let them live? You're going to let those things just kind of sit, remain dormant? Like I get it for Paul and Silas, they were surrounded they were surrounded by other prisoners and, and other cells, and they were in the innermost part where, where they, they were afraid of them breaking out, so they're like, we're going to put you in the place where it is next to impossible to break out of. I just want you to know you may feel surrounded today by an enemy. You may feel like you're in the inner, deepest, darkest, most parts of your life. But can I tell you that God's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. The dreams that he's placed inside of you, that they're there for a reason. Listen, I believe in the power of resurrection today. And if Jesus raised himself from the dead, then surely he can step into any situation you or I are going through and speak life into it again. Come on. So don't stop praising. Don't stop praising. It was the midnight hour. And they were praying and they were worshiping the Lord. Don't stop praising because, secondly, your praise matters. Don't think that it doesn't. Your praise matters. Your praise is your response. Your praise is your response, and your response matters. You say, well, I don't really think my response matters too much. Let me ask you this, or let's talk about this. Let's talk about your kids for a minute and how they respond to you. Let's talk about how, your, how, how their response matters. Now, we're from the South. We're in Texas. And so uh, I'm, I'm trying to raise my kids with a little bit of yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. I'm just saying. And so, and so when, I, uh, when I hear like, yeah, or like, hey, come here, huh? I'm like, woo, woo. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, say what? Like, like Corbin, he's almost five, and, and so he forgets sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm, like, I'm like, son, yes sir, yes, sir, I'm coming, Dad. All right, that's what I wanted to hear, buddy. That's what I wanted to hear, because I start to convulse a little bit. I get a little crazy when I hear, yeah, or huh. Or you tell your kids to do something, they throw you a little attitude, they throw you a little shade, and you're like, <laughs> whoo. Woo, you don't know me, my past, kids. Like, I grew up in the hood. Like, I, I will mess you up. Like, like some of you mamas are like, I'm going to take my earrings off. Hold on. Like, like you better back that train up because I'm coming hot and heavy. Let's go. Some of you got teenagers. Come on. Your response matters. Just like your kid's response matters to you, your response matters to God. What is, what is Paul and Silas's response? What is, what is their response? A little bit of praise, a little bit of prayer. A little bit of prayer and a little bit of praise. Can I tell you, they didn't have the Bible while they were in the prison? Can I tell you, they didn't have, they didn't have, Nice words on the screen behind them that they could sing along with. Come on, they didn't have my boy Trace on the keys and, and just playing like setting the mood. No, 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 they didn't have any of that. No, no, they're in the, the deepest, darkest place that they could ever be. 
They didn't have the Bible to run to and be like, oh, oh man, what, 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 what did it say in John? What did it say in John? What was it? What was it? What was it? What was it? Oh, oh yeah, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God in the world. Like, like they didn't, oh, God was for me, and He's not against me, and greater see this within me than, like, like he didn't, they, didn't have, they didn't have the Bible to go to. They had it in here. Can I tell you, there's sometimes where you just got to go with what's in here. There's sometimes there's not a Bible that's around you. There's sometimes where, where you don't have time to open up your, your, your phone and go to your app and, and start to read the Word. Or, or you don't have those moments and you don't have the time. Where you just got to go with what's in here sometimes. And can I tell you, you can't go with what's in here if you don't already have it inside of you. Come on, Paul and Silas, they were in this deep, dark moment, but they had something inside of them that they could draw from. They had a well that was dwelling up with inside of them. They had a living water that was coming from inside of them that said, Oh, they slay me. Oh, I'm going to praise the Lord. Come on, he's good. I mean, he may not feel it right now, but he's good. And his mercies endure forever. Come on, they had something inside of them. They had a prayer to hold on to. They had a song in their hearts. And they could have found themselves crying and complaining. But instead, they found themselves lifting up the name of the Lord. They could have found themselves rightfully so. I've been beaten. I've been bruised. I've been made fun of. I've been talked about. I've been backstabbed. I got laid off. They talked about me. Things aren't going right. God, I thought I was doing right, but I'm in this place. I thought serving you was supposed to be all rosy and cozy. But I find myself here. They could have cried and they could have complained. The Bible says uh, they found themselves praying at midnight. You see, God isn't always trying to give you a way of escape. He's trying to provide a way through your praise. That's so good. I'm going to say it again. God isn't always trying to give you a way of escape. He's trying to provide a way through your praise. I think sometimes we can't find our way out. God says, You're gonna, I'm going to continue to let you learn your lesson a little bit and see how long it's going to take you to praise me through it. So at around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and they were singing hymns to God and, and other prisoners were listening. And this tells us, it lets us know a little bit about what was going on, that the other prisoners were listening. And so their prayers and their worship were impacting those around them. Other people that were in similar situations that were going through some of the same things, whether wrongfully accused or not, we're listening to those that were praying and worshiping when they had every right to be cursing God. Every right to say, if this is what it's like to worship God, then forget you. But they didn't. Picture this. It's dark. It's damp. And they're left to die. They're in the inner prison 
there's no light at all. It goes black. They can't see their hand in front of their face, but they find themselves praying, singing, worshiping to their God. You see, yeah, come on, give it up for Jesus. You see, your, your praise, your praise is not just for you. Oh, yeah, they were encouraging themselves. And sometimes you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. But can I tell you that, that your praise is not just for you? Because others are listening. Can I tell you, others are watching you. You profess, maybe you're here today and you call yourself a Christian. If you're not a Christian, like just press pause and a time out. I'm not talking to you just for a moment. But if you're here and you call yourself a Christian, I want you to know that other people are watching you. Because they don't want to see how you respond to God when things are just good. They want to know how you respond to God when things are not so good. It's good when God's on the mountaintop. Come on, it's good when the, the cloud is there and God is there and, and you're, you're there with Jesus. Like everything is good. But people want to know, how do you respond when you're in the valley? People want to know, how are you going to respond when, when you hurt? They want to know, how are you going to respond when life you thought would look different but it is what it is suddenly suddenly there was a great earthquake suddenly there was a great earthquake and prison doors were opened and the Bible tells us that the shackles were broken off and, and, and that the, the prison doors were opened and all of a sudden the, the guard looked and, and he was in dismay and he, he knew what was coming. He was getting ready to die because he let all the prisoners be released and so he was going to end up dying anyways and so, so he was going to kill himself. And Paul and Silas, they shout out and they say, no, don't do it. We're all here. We didn't leave our bad situation. We didn't leave our bad marriage. Some of you, maybe you're here and you're struggling in your marriage. Can I just tell you, don't leave. Let's figure it out. Let's walk it out. The prisoners made no attempt to escape. You see... We look for a miracle so we can escape the situation. Escape the pain. Escape the struggle. Escape the hurt. But the miracle serves a different purpose. The miracle serves to let us know that God is faithful. That God is able. That he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine. The miracle is there to let us know that God has not forgotten us, that he is still with us. He's faithful even when we haven't been faithful, even when we don't deserve his presence, even when we don't deserve him to show up in our lives. Yeah, he is there. 
maybe you need some change to shake off today. I want you to know that it can be found in your praise. Maybe you need some freedom today. I want you to know it can be found in your praise. Come on, you, you may need some things to change in your life a little bit. I want you to know that it can be found in your praise. Yeah, you could, you could complain. Yes, you could cry. Maybe you have every right to be upset. But can I tell you, when your perspective shifts, when your perspective changes, when it doesn't become all about you or how you feel, but regardless of what is going on around me, when I'm in my deepest, my darkest moments, when I feel like everybody is against me, when I feel like things aren't going my way when I'm doing everything right, but it still isn't working out. Instead of lifting up my problems, I'm just going to lift up my Jesus. And they experience a miracle. And the Bible tells us that the jailer gave his life to Jesus. His family gave his life to Jesus. And people's lives were changed because of somebody's praise in the dark moments of their lives. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to pray for two groups of people today. One, you say, I'm in a dark moment. I've been doing everything that I know to do right, but it's just not going right for me. And, and, and I want to respond the right way with Jesus. I want to respond to the Lord. How do we respond? We respond through praise. Well, you just say, would you pray for me today? It's just things are a little tough right now. I'm trying to do right. I'm trying to do just, I'm trying to follow Jesus the best I can. But I just, if you would pray for me, Pastor Welby, I'd love for you to pray for me. If that's you in this place, I want to pray for you today. No, nobody looking around, but you can lift your hands. Yeah, lift your hand in this place. You say, that's me. That's me. Yes, yes, yes. I see this hand. Hands all across this place. Yes, I see your hands. Come on, you can keep them up. Lord, I pray for these people right now in Jesus' name. You see their hands. You see their circumstances. You see what they're going through, God. Lord, you see the struggle, Lord. You see the clarity that's needed, Lord. I pray that you would step in, God, that you would, the Holy Spirit, that you would come and bring clarity, that you bring hope, that you would restore that what's been lost or been taken, God. Lord, I pray that you would move in a way that only you can move, God. Lord, I pray that you would bring peace, Lord, that surpasses all understanding. Lord, I pray that you would make our footsteps clear. Lord, I pray that you would provide where provision is needed or necessary, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, for marriages today that are broken or marriages that are hurting today, Lord, that you would step in, God, and that we would see, Lord, just a supernatural touch today begin to change and transform the love that two, the two people have for one another. Lord, I pray that you would do great things in our lives. Thank you for joining us on the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at myhoperising.co. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.